Our next guest is hockey legend Jeremy Roenick. You now see him on television as a hockey analyst, but he was one of the great players. Right. Had a major career in the NHL with the uh, Chicago Blackhawks, then went to Phoenix and played for a couple other teams. And now you can see him uh, on television. In fact, Galvin, uh, I believe, and we'll ask him about this when we get him on the line, I believe he was here for the Stanley Cup. Yes. And he was doing his show from outside pregame before the game started at the Amelie Arena. And I believe, sadly, that while he was live on national television, was a victim of that dubious Captain Hornblast. Pesky. Guy who has, uh, wears a wrestling mask and uh, carries a backpack around and has a horn blaster horn in it. Right. And that guy managed to scare the poop out of Ronick on television. You probably don't want to do that to Ronick because he will fight an alligator, so I'm sure he would fight Captain Hornblaster. Well, uh, the thing is is that you can't really tell Captain Hornblaster what to do. He's right. so elusive. We'll never, in fact, know his identity, but he does seem to show up at a lot of our gigs. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he was able to do that uh, out there before the Stanley Cup game. Ronick's got a book out. The book is called Shoot First, Pass Later, My Life, No Filter. That That is why he is one of the good guys, because he is a true scumbag. He has no problem <laughs> partying, doing what he does, and then talk about it. In fact, my favorite scumbag of all time is uh, former New York Yankee David Wells. They are now best friends in fact wells has best friends now in categories okay jerry is his best all-time life friend right ronick is his best uh california friend uh-huh. and i am his best florida friend oh nice i'll take it sure i'll be the south uh the southern division you cover the southern mm-hmm. region uh but I, the two of them together i have not had the pleasure of hanging out with them both together i would imagine my liver will fear that and it sounds like it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I would say that the uh, world would tilt whenever they're together. I'm going to try and get a lot of uh, answers out of him and things that uh, I don't think have been answered before, like which member of the hockey team destroyed the hotel room at the Nagano Olympics. And and uh, Ronick writes about in his first book about how he used to sneak out of hotels and try to sneak back in. Pass before curfew. The, yeah, but what was he doing? Was he out banging broads? Was he getting drunk? I, well, we'll find out. Let's go to Hotline and welcome to the show for the first time, I believe, uh, this is hockey legend Jeremy Roenick. JR, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, we have a, a mutual friend. In fact, I've been designated his best friend in Florida, while you have been designated his best friend in California, and that is the uh, true scumbag himself, David Wells. He's with me. He's with me right, right now in travel. That's what he said. He said that he was going. This is such a weird story. I, my son and my best friend's son are both nine years old, and they're both huge into hockey. They play hockey and stuff. So I bought two Ronick jerseys and sent them to Wells to have them uh, autographed for Christmas. Oh, nice. And they got lost. Oh. And they were finally recovered, and he told me he was going out in Pebble with you, and he just sent them there. Anyway, so I would imagine the two of you were drinking last night? Yeah, we had a long night last night. He's not drinking, though, because he's sick. But he's, uh, yeah, he, he, he found a way to have some fun, that's for sure. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> he has taught me ways to have fun. With little gingerbread cookies before, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely very uh, creative when it comes to making sure that the party always happens the right way. Yeah. Would, would you not admit, yeah. though, as much fun as he is, he's also such a big baby complainer. He is the worst complainer of anybody that I know. Um, well, if you looked at his golf bag and saw how many bent clubs he has, oh. yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to agree with you on the on the complaining. Part. Yeah, I've seen him you destroy know, golf tees. Guy, big strong guy, he does complain. <laughs> Uh, it is great to have you on the show. Uh, Jeremy's got a new book out called Shoot First, Pass Later, My Life, No Filter. While you were here in Tampa, 
I don't know if you're going to remember this, for the Stanley Cup, you were out broadcasting from the plaza in the Amelie Arena, and you were assaulted by uh, a guy, an elusive character that has no relation to this show whatsoever, that goes by the name Captain Hornblaster, where he has a Mexican wrestling mask, and he had a giant... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I absolutely remember him. <laughs> I have no idea who that guy is or what his affiliation is. We're Certainly looking not for this him show. for you. Yeah, yeah. We, it's great video that we run on the uh, on the website all the time of him behind you scaring the crap out of you. Yeah, yeah, by the way, that's not a good place for him to be either with a mask and look like that is right behind me. So, <laughs> you know, that's not, yeah, I'd rather have him right in front of me, but that guy was kind of spooky. <laughs> I can't wait to come back to Tampa. We'll find him and let you beat him up here in the uh, in the studio. <laughs> Great. I can't wait either. Uh, who is crazier, uh, Wells or Probert? Um, it's, I, it, that's a Tough question. Yeah. Um, Wells, definitely, because Proby off the ice was like a big teddy bear. He was so kind and gentle and nice and approachable, where David's just maybe the opposite. He's, you know, he's, uh, you got to get to know David, and he's one of the great, two greatest people in the world, but you have to get to know him to understand them. And yes. Proby was, Proby was easy to get to, uh, you know, to cuddle up to really quick. Boy, I bet the two of you are like Han Solo and Chewbacca, Wells being the Chewbacca of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you know, it, it's it's amazing that two two people from the from different sports that have very similar uh, personalities and and paths and have gotten together and gotten along so well. Yeah, well, good. I look forward to reading about the two of you on TMZ one day. Uh, in your, <laughs> yeah, right. you told stories about sneaking out of the hotel and sneaking back in before Keenan would catch you. Uh, did right. you do that a lot? Um, I wouldn't say a lot. You know. I played for 20 years, so you know it's going to happen a few times. But um, you know, all the, all the times that I did it seemed to turn out in a good story. I don't know, probably 10, 10, 15 times in the in the course of a career, which I mean, might be a lot, but not when you think about how many road trips we have. And yeah, you had to get you had to get creative. There's no question. Having known some of the, the, you know, knowing now like some of the younger guys that play, it seems that you're like a different. A different class, like the good guys, the old school hockey guys were old, dirty guys that would sneak out. It seems like none of those guys would do that now, or very well, few. I don't think so. I think it, not not too often, not too often that you would uh, you, you'd see a guy do that these days because you know it's it's. I think it's more squeaky clean. I think the guys would take care of themselves better. I think they're. Uh, uh, it's just a different. It's a different mentality now. Um, it's big money, big business, and, and I think they take it. You know, a lot, a lot more serious now than they than they did in the eighties. If you had to uh, pick the best player in the NHL right now, who would you say that is? That's Patrick Kane. Yeah, Patrick Kane. I think Patrick Kane and Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. The three of them right now, I think, uh, um, are just they're lighting it up every single night. They're exciting to watch. They put numbers on the board every night. Patrick, obviously, at the twenty-three game scoring streak. Um, they're just so much fun to watch night in and night out. So I'm, I'm gonna say they are. When you come down here for uh, for the Stanley Cup, does that still surprise you? Like people are still for some reason surprised that hockey is in Florida. It's like we forgot how to make ice down here. Like we didn't. Like we can't have it inside like everybody else because it's hot. It's ridiculous. But I had a fight with the entire city of Boston in the playoffs last time because they it, they treat this area like a very little respect when it comes to hockey. But the Tampa Bay Lightning have had some of the best attendance records in the league. Yeah, and I've always loved playing in Tampa. They've always been um, 
really knowledgeable, and you know maybe that's the snowbirds that come down, or the Canadians that move down from Canada, or whatever, or just the way that uh, the Lightning have been able to educate the the, uh, the people down there. And it's and and I think they've done a great job of marketing. Steve Eisman's done a great job, I think, getting the right guys on the ice, uh, putting things in the community, and making sure the community is involved. Um, it's been really, really well received. And hey, listen, when I when we lost in 2004 down there, the playoffs, the building was as rowdy and loud as I remember any building. Yeah, it's uh, it's great, and I think uh, and having Esposito tied to the team too, certainly right. as a guy who brought it here, it brings those old school uh, hockey fans in. Uh, we're talking to Jeremy Roenick. He's got a new book out. It's a memoir called Shoot First, Pass Later in My Life, No Filter. This is a guy you want to read about. This is a guy who not only has lived a great hockey life, but has lived a great behind-the-scenes hockey life and is not afraid to talk about it. Has some stories. Great stories. And, and how, how come you never, like a guy who played as long as you have and has as much to offer as you have, how come you never uh, went into coaching? Uh, I think I'm still too young. I think I was too young to coach. Um, you know, I turn 46 next next month. So I'm still, you know, to me, I'm still a young young guy and have a lot to, uh, a lot of things that I want to do. I thought, you know, I wanted to do television, so I'm doing that. Uh, I'm not ruling it out. Um, I've actually talked about it um, quite extensively with my wife over the last uh, last couple months about uh, maybe starting to, uh, you know, get into that realm. I think I'd be a very good coach. I think I'd, um, you know, the knowledge of the game. I know very, I'm very, very knowledgeable about the game, and I think. Um, I would help a lot of kids, especially um, you know, especially making sure that they get the they get the most out of their talent and motivation. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Because you've been pretty outspoken about current uh, players. I mean, you you even at one point said that uh, a lot of them are lazy and complacent now because of the, the kind of paydays that they get. And I think you would bring some of that old school hockey mentality uh, back into the league. I would, without question. Um, you know, I would be fair, but I would be, I would, I would definitely be firm and I would have a firm grip and uh, make sure that uh, you know that I would get guys going whether they wanted to or not how how, uh, how long have you been married I'm approaching 24 years believe it or not trying in my head quickly to figure out if the years 92. of playing in Chicago were yeah, the greatest ask were they the greatest ass getting years ever or were they married years um no it doesn't being a professional athlete, it's always around you. Yeah. Um, those were those were definitely good days. Um, every every day is a really a good day when you're a professional athlete. So. <laughs> I believe yeah, it. but also it helps that you're good looking and you got a sense of style. I mean, some of these guys, especially hockey players, the teeth and the deal, you know. But I mean, uh, you know, they get the average string along puck bunnies. But I mean, you can get top quality broads. <laughs> you're, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah, you don't get the. Um, you don't have to be a wingman too often. That's a good thing. Right, you right. Who'd you run with back in the day? Was it you and, uh, I don't know, Chelly seems um, like he'd be boring. Me and Chelly, yeah, me and Chelly, Chelly and I, we, we were running mates. Him and I, um, we, we found we found many a corners to uh, to hide in when we were when I was a kid. So uh, he taught me the ropes. And he's still going hard, and I'm still going hard. So He is uh, still going hard. The last time I saw him, he was backstage on tour with Eddie Vedder. That's, that's a life. Uh, yeah, his, 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 he has a, a very eclectic um, friend base. Eddie Vedder is one of his best friends. Uh, Kid Rock is another one of his best friends. He goes on Kid Rock, um, uh, uh, was it his cruise every year? And he just went down to, I think he went down to Rio to to, um, to Brazil with uh, Kid Rock. <laughs> just, uh, just recently. So he goes everywhere with these guys. He's got a very 
fun fun group to hang out with. Uh, Randy Gerber, Randy Gerber, and you know Cindy, Cindy Crawford and all them. It's pretty crazy. Uh, we're talking to Jeremy Roenick. I disagree. Weird group. That's weird. Rock yeah. to Randy Gerber. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you've addressed this. And in, in who destroyed the hotel room at the Nagano Olympics? It really wasn't destroyed. It was a. It was. It was a. What was it? A, um, a fire extinguisher was was blown up in the in the room. Was 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 uh, emptied out in the room. Could have could have cleaned it up with a vacuum cleaner. Canadian oh, that was media. it. Yep, Canadian media made a big bigger deal out of it. You know, the chairs broke when we were just sitting playing cards. Chairs would break right under us because they were made for 140 pound uh, <laughs> Asian, uh, Asian people, not 230 pound hockey players. So, you know, you know, they said that we broke broke chairs and all that stuff. I said. Chairs broke themselves. Now, you know, the Canadian media just wanted to wanted to make a mockery out of the United States. Uh, well, if you man, can you imagine if you go into coaching and you go back to Chicago? What a great life that will be! You'll be the king of Chicago. Oh my God! I don't know if I'd stay. I don't think I'd be married after that. My wife would probably divorce me if that ever happened. I was going to say that. I was like, you better have that conversation with your wife. Prepare her before you go in there. <laughs> yeah, no and, kidding, no question. And look over your prenup again just to make sure you're you're covered on everything. Uh, so what, before you were married, what was the best city for hockey girls? Uh, Montreal. That's it. Everybody said it. I knew you were going to say that. The most beautiful or just the sluttiest? Uh, you know what? They were gorgeous and they just have great attitudes. Without question, great attitudes. They're not the stuffy, oh, you know, let's not, you know, let's not talk about sex. Let's not talk about this. They're very, very open and very friendly in, in Montreal. That's for sure. Do you guys ever, we talked to Motley Crue a couple of times, and every year before they go out on tour, they would like say, okay, this this year we're doing uh, oldest, whoever bangs the oldest girl is the winner. They'd have a plan. Yeah, or mother-daughter <laughs> team. You guys yeah, ever set funny, any goals? It's funny, it's funny you mentioned Motley Crue. Um, one year I was down in Tampa, and uh, I was hurt. I was injured, and I went to um, the dollhouse down there. Yeah. And, you know, back before the game. So I'm sitting in the dollhouse, and who's sitting in the corner? was uh, Vince Neal, and uh, I went over, had a drink with him, and partied with him for a little bit, and he was pretty awesome. So I'm a huge Motley Crue fan, and I got to meet Vince Neal right there in your backyard. Yeah, I, he, I've I've seen him in that dollhouse a couple of times. We flew, Wells and I flew out to Vegas to go to Vince Neal's bachelor party, and he was he was passed out drunk by 8.30. <laughs> I was like, I thought you'd be the strongest one here. Listen, uh, I, I loved watching you play hockey. I love seeing you on TV. And uh, I, I love that you're still involved in the in the game, man. And uh, now that you and Boomer are hanging out, I hope to meet you soon. And uh, people check out Jeremy Roenick's book if you're if you're a hockey fan or not. You just I mean, you talk about Christmas time. You want to buy a gift for a guy that'll enjoy reading it. Uh, Shoot first, pass later. My life, no filter by Jeremy Roenick. Great to have you on, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it. And they can go to my my website too, Roenick Life. Dot com and I'll personalize it and send it right to the house. So I appreciate that. That is awesome. Have a great holiday, and it's uh, good to talk to you and kiss Boomer's big, dumb, bald head for me. Oh, I will see him in 10 minutes. I will make sure that I do that. All right, pal. Take it easy. See you, guys. Thanks. Hey, that guy's a legend, dude. Seems like a cool dude. See, but you see how I don't know him. I've right. never met him before, and I could ask him what city is the best for hockey whores, right. and he shoots out an answer right away. Imagine what's in the book. You know? Right, right. That's the kind of book you want to read. And now imagine players now that are still in the league that play and can't answer anything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, so. He's great. Jeremy Roenick. Uh, check it out. Again, his book, Shoot First, Pass Later, My Life, No Filter. Roenick Life, is that what he said? RoenickLife.com? RoenickLife.com, yeah. Uh, get it personalized. Send it out for a, uh, a gift for the uh, holidays.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.